The IAB Australia podcast. Digital advertising leaders and the issues that matter. How do we make it simple? Try to stop a lot of the buzzwords. A chance to change the way a whole industry works. For more information, visit iabaustralia.com.au. Welcome to the IAB Australia podcast. My name is Gay Leroy and this is the last IAB Australia podcast for the year, so we're going to make it a good one. Uh, I'd like to thank, before we get into the podcast, Wooshka for being our podcast partner and helping us in this journey of getting our message out to the market. So today we're in Cara's offices. You may hear a bit of hubbub of agency world in the background, um, and we're joined by Simon Williams, who's the new MD. Welcome, Simon. Thank you very much. Pleasure to be here. Now, you and I go back a little bit. Um, you've been involved with the IAB on and off over the years with the Mobile Council, I think. Yeah, it was, yeah. Oh, God, back about four years ago now. So, yeah, yeah, fantastic. And give us a little bit of background on you. At that point, you were more in, I think you were at Columbus at that point. Yeah, so. correct. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I've been around the agency circuit, worked at a, a lot of major holding groups so, you know, across the UK and, and over here. Um, launched a so kind of successful marketing consultancy company as well over in the UK and then uh, moved over with uh, the Dentsu Regis Network to Columbus. So a real performance background. I was head of paid search in the UK, iProspect as well. So uh, definitely rose through the ranks from a product lens, a strategic lens. And yeah, I think we met when I was just uh, probably finishing up tenure at Columbus and I moved on to my Amplify gig. Um, so yeah. Fantastic. And you've always sort of been client facing in all those roles yeah. as well as product. Always client facing. I think it's really important to, you know, remain relevant with the market and have an understanding of what your clients needs. And, you know, product roles, often you can sometimes find yourself falling into middle office where you, you might be working on something that's not quite right. Yeah. So no, always stay connected. That's uh, my advice to my team as well. Yeah, great. And so in your new role, you're obviously moving from a performance focus to a broader remit. Um, is that something you've always wanted to do? Yeah, I think it's really important. So, I mean, my you know progression through uh, Dentsu Aegis has moved from you know strategy to performance leadership. Um, previous role was chief client officer across you know the entire operating model, so across our twenty six brands, and that gave uh, a really clear indication that needs and wants of clients are changing and shifting. Um, and there's a real big difference in giving thought leadership to actually then sitting in the chair <laughs> yeah. and making sure that you are delivering against everything that you're, you're, you're saying from day one. So. Yeah, it's always something I always wanted to do, and it's a return to Cara for me. I mean, I started my career at Dentsu, Aegis Network at Cara uh, over eight years ago. So to come full circle through, you know, a plethora of different roles and then land back in the, you know, the National Managing Director chair is a real privilege. And I'm, I'm really excited to lead this team, and it's a fantastic team. So it's, it's really good. I'm excited. So on that, well, just a little bit on leadership, I guess, your roles to date. How, how do you feel it's, you know, you've said you've gone from strategy where, you know, you can be the sm smartest, loudest person in the room to often yeah. as a leader having to sit back and, you know, take new ideas. What, what, how are you, what's your approach to leadership? Yeah, I think um, I have a really clear signature of leadership and it's one of collaboration. It's really important, I think, in especially in the new world economy, that media can't solve all the challenges that a client's business face. So it's, it's super critical for me that we bring in the right people, diversity of thought, um, and make sure as well that we're being inclusive in, with other businesses that might not be with inside our holding group um, and different teams. So I would say that it's also utilitarian. So for the greater good, we're always making sure that egos don't win. Um, it's always about making sure that we're driving business outcomes for a bottom line for clients as well. And that's a real part of the CARA strategy as well is about real people. Um, and as part of that focus, we need to make sure that we're collaborating with real people to ensure that we're targeting effectively real yeah. people. Um, otherwise, that philosophy breaks down. Okay, and that, that economic model you're right, it's sort of changing right through the yeah. 
right through the chain and Absolutely. media is part of that. So um, you've talked a little bit publicly about the need for a new agency model. I think we're reading about that everywhere and everyone's got a slightly different take on, on what that looks like. What, is, what does that look like for you? Well, I suppose um, at the moment, I suppose our scope at its most core is, is delivery uh, of value back to clients and partners um, with an impact on their bottom line. So that legacy model that we talk about, I mean, it comes in various forms and you can talk about it in, in loads of different ways. But ultimately, it's about driving the most effective outcome for clients. We talk about client centricity and that's something that, you know, a word that comes up and around often um, at the core of it is is truth to Kara. We believe in absolutely putting clients first, putting our people first as well um, and driving what is we have a real people proposition, which you might have read about in market. Um, so leveraging core data assets. We invest a lot of time and money across the group in ensuring that we're a compliant data business, especially in line with GDIP, making sure that um, we're absolutely focused and have a future facing um, business that's ready for change as well um, and we've integrated m1 which is our technology platform that enables us to target real people in the australian landscape so pretty exciting proposition but the legacy model shifted i suppose away from from pure kind of client servicing to making sure it's full delivery full bottom line metrics and, and driving growth for you coming from a performance background and and sort of again moving to that broader area the focus in market, the word effectiveness, I think, um, you know, I'm guilty of it and the industry is probably guilty of using that word um, ad nauseum. Yeah. Um, but it's obviously very important. How do you ensure you talk about working with clients, you talk about that client um, focus? Sure. How, how are you proving your, I guess, your role and the media you're buying is actually working for clients? Sure. I mean, firstly, our focus is, and above all, using media to deliver business effectiveness. Um, that's critical. So, so it drives us day to day. Um, if we're not evaluating um, our effectiveness via media metrics, um, we then are looking at the bottom line for our business. So we are actively working with clients to ensure that we're bringing on some of their business data as well. So driving not only media effectiveness in the channel and our path to conversion, but also making sure it has a real life business benefit um, at the end of that, what is a long chain, um, especially across the full ecosystem. But I suppose key to that is technology, technology driving better, deeper, smarter outcomes for our clients, for the media that we are buying ultimately. And we're also finding a resurgence, ironically, in, in market mix modeling. I mean, mm. it's been around a long time, yep. um, but you know, we're obviously empowering that now to look at full and total attribution. Ecosystem modeling is, is super important to us as well. So bringing in a whole array of data sets to be able then to quantify and qualify um, the impact that we're having on clients, I think is is, is probably a key step that we're taking. Um, but the ingestion of business data is you know, second to none. We can't really work unless we're driving true outcomes for the business. Yeah, and are you driving the clients there or are, you, are they driving you there? Which What's the push and pull? No, we're definitely driving clients um, to, to better effective outcomes, yeah. Um, and yeah, clients often like to, to throw ideas in the mix and we really value that. Diversity of thought is, is really important. And I think the more honest and open and transparent you can be with clients, the more that nothing's off the table. And I quite like that. I like it when a conversation takes a really strange turn. You're like, oh, I never thought about that because you know, we have a full set of diversified services here, uh, you know, within the group that we can tap into. Market mix modeling. Mm. Let's go back to that because that, that is a tricky one and it's a hot one. And I guess I'm really pleased that that's maybe not necessarily that particular model, but the online offline review of effectiveness is coming into play a bit more. Yeah. Is that what's driving that, trying to compare digital to offline? 
Yeah, look, I mean, market mix modeling in its, in its truest form, you know, I've had aggravations with it in the past, you know, the last 10 years. And I think it's come full circle now. And we're beginning rather than looking at digital as one bucket. We're actually trying to really break that down. So that's where ecosystem and total attribution are becoming really pertinent and understanding what is the full ecosystem um, that is driving effectiveness or outcomes for clients. So I don't think, think it's really a comparison between offline and online anymore. It's more about what is actually working and driving true results. Um you know, and sometimes it comes up with some shocking results and you're like, wow, I never knew that. Or, you know, never knew the impact of these two channels when working together or when working separately. So the results have been great. And we're using them now to, to almost power real life um, and real time dashboard analysis too, so that we are able to make decisions quicker, nimbler, smarter. Um, it taps in again to that real people proposition. Okay. And are you using that for, I guess, longer term brand impact as well as shorter metric? For sure. Yeah. I think that's a, a real struggle at the moment is how do you manage your direct response, the needs of the business today, but not losing sight of, you know, brand is super important. You know, you come away from brand and you feel the impact of that, you know, maybe not immediately, but six, 12, you know, 24 months down the line. Um, it's a real fine balance between managing the immediate needs of a business today, but also the brand aspirations of the future. And I think you have to delicately balance those, especially with our larger clients across retail. Um, you know, really got to have that brand exposure um, to drive those results. So, yeah, we're finding a nice balance. And are you doing that in-house or are you partnering with people for, for those models? Yeah, we do a lot of work in-house. So we obviously have Data2 Decisions, which is a part of our diversified services. Um, but we're also working with uh, you know, other research agencies. Uh, we're also working with our global media partnerships. So you know the, the likes of uh, Google or Seven West where possible. So really d- dipping into the expertise that exists outside of Cara as well. Um, it's important. And so I guess marketing functions within client organizations often they've been split into different roles yeah. is is that improving improving is probably a, a harsh word <laughs> <laughs> i think that you know clients are slick run mm. effective big teams and i think the role of the cmo is really changing and mm. um, we're seeing that as they become you know customer offices or begin taking on larger budgets that are often sometimes you know larger than that of the media budget itself um, but we have a lot of expertise in that and i think that's where you know, the smartest person normally on client side gets lumbered with the more work. You're like, oh, you're great mm. at that. Take on some more. How about you take on this as well? Um, and so we're having to help our clients really navigate what what is now a shifting and evolving, not even just a budget, but a remit as well. Everything from customer acquisition to CRM to media to sales to, to you know managing the market and your partners. It's a bit of a unicorn role. And I use the word unicorn a lot, which is we're expecting our people um, and clients to do a hell of a lot. Um, and we need to help them on that journey. And how are you finding those people for Smart. in-house? Are you are you are you are you retaining, acquiring talent? Where are you looking? Where are you getting people from? Yeah, I mean the mix of talent is is changing. We're, mm. we're having to really invest in the right capabilities, um, especially as clients expect us um, to be able to bring diverse thought, really true expertise to their business, um, and also capability matching. So it's not good enough these days just to have a team. It has to be a complementary skill set to that of our clients too. Um, I would say that the rest of the industry is saying that um, talent's hard to come by. Talent's hard to retain. Um, we have really good programs here. We have some great culture initiatives. We have some really good benefits. But what's most important is making sure that our clients and our staff are, are in in simpatico, working yeah. together. They're, they're a uh, team. Yeah, yeah, firing off each other. And um, I think, you know, when you see that, that's where the magic happens, right on the edge of that comfort zone. And um, it's, it's a real pleasure to see. Mm. And we always have to make sure we're matching up the right talent with the right skills. Well, it gives them purpose, I guess, to understand what they're doing and Absolutely. reason to come to work. Yeah, too. 
Going on the publisher side, we obviously, from the IAB point of view, have deep involvement in, in publishers and media landscaping. What are you seeing in terms of how you're working with the sell side as opposed to what would have happened a few years ago? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, my previous role before client officer was head of global media partnerships, so I can lean into this one quite neatly. Um, they are critical to our success. And I think that, you know, some really brilliant ideas are happening from within our publishers, vendors, technology, um, and it's our imperative to work closer with them, but also to make sure that maintaining strategic value to that as well. So um, stitching and crafting a solution that's right for our clients is, is pretty key for us. We're also making sure that working together, it's our competitive advantage. Um, we ultimately are able to bring all of our strategic value. We're able to work across a range of publishers to draw the best products, insights, solutions that ultimately lean in again back to our strategy of targeting real people. And real people come with idiosyncrasies and we need to tap into all of the media and our vendors and our publishers to be able to attract the right person, the right moment, the right time. Um, but yeah, a publisher's super key, critical. Can't do the job without them. <laughs> and, and how are you finding, you, you mentioned... Um working with Seven West Media and different from a data point of view. Yeah. How are you working with publishers um, to match, I guess, that client and publisher data? We're leaning in heavily, really leaning in. And I think what's really nice is over the you know last three years, everyone's been a bit protective about their data and like, what's mm. the value of it? And, and do we just work with you and share that? Or, um, you know, should we be selling that? And I think we've got to a really nice state now where we have enough data protection and privacy laws in place. We have very good policy and we're exceptionally compliant um, that we're now in a position where the sharing of that data for the mutual benefit of a client is actually just become natural in our day-to-day -day workings. Um, and we're finding as well that it's of serious benefit. Um, we're actually able to you know, target or change behaviors at a much cheaper cost per acquisition. It means that we can move away, I suppose, from focusing directly on how much media costs to actually what is the partnership strength? You know, what can we do with that data or with that product to be able to um, move a, a client's journey further? Um, begin looking at programs of work that might be around artificial intelligence. You know, we, we, it's very expensive to hire in that space. How do we then kind of step, not lose focus of the media, but step a little bit over to the side and go, what could this really be? How could we use all of this to be really effective or we'll do something different or crazy? Um, as of before, I love being on that crazy <laughs> space. So. <laughs> so you get in and fiddle with the programmatic algorithms. To oh, God, I'd love to. A... <laughs> <laughs> I love looking under the hood. <laughs> and, and are you seeing a difference, I guess, working with publishers who really get data and those who don't? I don't want you to name names, but, <laughs> but is there a, can you see a really different growth trajectory for... Yeah, look, it's no um, secret that we have an ambition here um, at Kara to, to make sure that we're fit for the digital economy. And so I think if you're not working with data or using data, of course, I feel as if there's going to be a leap that's needed in order to, to kind of get on that, I suppose, garden a trough of disillusionment. Like we need data to do everything that we can possibly do. I would say there's a, a well, there is obviously going to be a difference, but we work with everyone. I would prefer to work in the realms of data-led um, strategy. Um, in fact, I'd probably, I would be encouraging clients to work with data-led strategy. Um, long gone are the days of just making wild assumptions and hoping for the best. Um, we need to make sure that we're driving absolute return and results on the bottom line. And that's where data plays a pivotal role. That's encouraging, I think, for, for those sort of models that were previously based on price only. Mm. If we've got data, if we've got context, Absolutely. content, yeah. etc., yeah. makes it richer for clients. Yeah, it's a blend of all those things. Yeah. And blending them together, making sure that we're being transparent. That's just critical success. Think ahead. Think to next year. I know this has been a big year for, for you and the industry, and we're all slightly exhausted, but, you know, gathering our strength. Um, 
if there was one initiative as an industry, so rather than as a business, but that, you know, we as an industry could do better, um, what do you think that would be? Um, I thought about this one. And at the moment here uh, within the Dense Regis Network, I'm the sponsor of And Proud, which is our um, LGBTIQ plus um, program. Um, and I think the initiative that we could all band together on is, is diversity. Is diversity and inclusiveness. It's not about tolerance. It's not about just putting up with. It's about true inclusivity. I think we're seeing that with our clients as well. That, you know, when we bring a hack and say, okay, let's solve this using not just the people that work on this account, but also our innovation council, let's get some diversity of, of culture and thought. Um, I think that if we rallied and banded together as, a, as an industry, we'd do a lot better in retaining talent. Um, we'd also be a much better place to work. Um, and look, I, for one, you know, just even spearheading the Anne Proud movement for us here, um, has, I've just been exposed to so much greatness, like people just opening up and feeling as if they can bring their whole selves to work. And we see it again across gender. We see it everywhere. We, we need to do a better job. And I think that, um, I would advocate being a champion for change. Fantastic. Um, I think there's lots of different angles in diversity we can sort of tackle next year, whether sure. it be, yeah, gender, sexuality, Correct. Uh, unlimited just release their mental health study. Mm. So there's a lot of different areas. As an old sort of qual researcher, it almost takes me back to making sure when we went out into the field for a client that you would be talking to all the different audiences yeah, and getting correct. their feedback. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's work together and um, work on that next year. I look forward to it. Thanks, Simon. Thank you very much. The IAB Australia podcast, digital advertising leaders and the issues that matter. For more information, visit iabaustralia.com.au.